Welcome to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast. I'm Lisa Fisher, a longtime broadcaster and journalist in Arkansas who's been in front of a microphone or a camera since the 1980s. I think of myself as the queen of Arkansas media. For this episode, it's Sharon Renner as my guest. Sharon has lost 40 pounds just by reducing the amount of hours and the day that she eats. She's not in her 20s anymore, but she's rocking the bikinis and loving life. You'll get to meet her right after this. Let's devote a minute before we start the podcast on what makes Lisa Fisher giddy. Number one, it's when you stop me on the street and say, I listen to your podcast or you message me. I love that. Warms my heart. Number two is when you stop me and say, and I shop at Akel's Carpet One because of you, because I hear that all the time. Now, my mug is on a TV commercial that they've been running for Akel's Carpet One for a while because I've been a customer. See, I don't make this stuff up. And the other thing is I do some social media for Akel's Carpet One because I love to go in the store and see some of the specials. Now, the special right now is this luxury vinyl plank that they have for a really good price. Now, I don't want to say it. Okay, I'll say $3.99. Okay, it's $3.99 a foot. Um, Because then by the time you get there, if you're listening to this in another month, you may have missed that really good price. But I want you to go to Akel's Carpet One and see what the craze is with this stuff. Y'all, it looks like hardwood floors, but your ice maker can break or your dogs can try to scratch it up. Nothing's going to happen. It's not going to buckle. This is what we've needed in our lives for a long time. And they have it at Akel's Carpet One. Link in the show notes. If you're in Little Rock, if you're in Arkansas, gosh, if you're south of Minnesota, you need to shop at Akel'sCarpetOne.com. She won most talkative in high school, and she has been running her mouth ever since. Welcome to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast with your host, Lisa Fisher. So now Sharon Renner, we're doing the math. I have known you, I can't do math, but 1994, so that is 100 years. We're young. No, it's not 100. (laughs) We look good for a hundred. <laughs> I have known you that long and um, I don't see you anymore because you're no longer in my neck of the woods here where I would see you, but I've seen you on the social media there and you, my friend, have lost so much weight and I love, I want to hear all about your success with intermittent fasting. Gosh, Lisa, I, um, first of all, I wish I had to fly to Little Rock to do this so that I could come see you <laughs> I know. and be in I person, know. but anyhow. Next best thing. Um, I, I have to tell you that, you know, I have done almost every diet there is in the world. And, um, and I don't like that word diet. No one does, because that means you're restricting yourself from something. And um, I, this is a way of life. And mind you, I thought Weight Watchers was a way of life too, but still it's not. You're paying someone money you're stepping on a scale, you um, are recording everything you eat. I mean, I don't want a life that's, of that. That's bondage, right? That's that's prison. Yeah. And so um, just to just, well, anyhow, to go back. So I have done every diet, lost weight, gained it, lost weight, gained, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, this, um, the transformation, I want to say, first of all, You know, I always did the low carb because I wanted um, less tummy fat, you know, after three babies, hello. Um, 
And this, after one month, I lost three inches off my waist. Wow. So, I mean, talk about. Now that's insane. Talk about like rewards, you know, and, and, right. and, and it's all it is, is just cutting your hours of your eating, which I did play with, you know. But um, I just, I love it. It is freeing. It's freedom. I can eat whatever I want. Enjoy life. It's the best thing ever. When did you start? Um, October of 2020. So um, a year and a half ago, maybe a little bit more than a year and a half. And so what interested you in it? Because we don't see each other anymore. So I, I wasn't able to say, hey, Sharon, and now you may have seen my social media posts, but what was it that led you down that path? Well, you know, I heard a, I heard a lot of your podcasts and, and what you had to say about it. And I got Jen Stevens book and um, I just thought this is this is doable. You know, I mean, um, and and the other thing, Lisa, is that I always have in my mind is it's not just what we're doing to the outside of our body it's what we're doing to the inside of our body. And whenever I had a weak moment when I wanted to throw in the towel because the numbers weren't changing as fast as I wanted, I was like, no, think about what I'm doing for my organs, for my brain, I love it. you know, all love that it. kind of stuff. So that is the main reason why it just kept me going. Cause I thought you're not doing this just because of, wanting to be less poundage, you're doing this because you're taking care of your body from the inside. So I love it. And, you know, Jen Stevens says it's a health plan with the side effect of weight loss. Yeah. Yeah. And in fact, there are some people who do it. I I have a client, she's 67, she's small. And finally we had met together four times and she said, well, I'm doing this because I have early onset dementia. And see my dad, I'm trying to reverse it, you know? And so I, it was it it had so many positives for it that I just felt like, why not? So it it was a hard start for me, I gotta say. I know that you have shared that like you had um like your appetite was quenched or, or not so pretty quick, yeah, in about three or four weeks. I for had me it the, was definitely appetite correction. Yeah. For me it was definitely like two months before I mean, I was like, ah, I mean, I just wanted to bite my hand off at like two o'clock, you know, Um, but I pushed through by drinking another glass of water and, um, and I just told myself, just give it one more hour. And then four hours later, you know, whatever, (laughs) most of the time I was just able to just talk myself through it. Excuse me, my cat wanted to be a part of this. Um, Your cat can be a part of it. Let me see if your cat needs to do intermittent fasting. Oh, no. No, that's a joke. That's a joke. He's tall and lean. (laughs) You know how sometimes they get fat. I know. Not my cats. (laughs) Um, um, One thing you mentioned, the thing that I try to tell people, and and you know this, and it's not necessarily that program you did, but any program, anything you have a program or have to report to somebody, then you're relying on those cues to tell you if it's time to eat or not. You have reversed that, Sharon, by relying on Sharon. But Sharon's body tells Sharon when she needs to eat and when she needs yeah. to stop. And you don't. So, have you counted a calorie in the last year and a half? No. No. A, a fat gram? No. A, car, a macro? No. 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 I mean, 
If oh. anything, I'm just trying to do a little healthier and cleaner eating, so less ingredients on a package, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But um, and that's good for everybody. But I eat whatever I want. <laughs> Isn't that the craziest thing when we tell people that? They're like, "Come on." Yeah. What what what's your total weight loss at this and you're finished losing weight, I would yeah, say. Yeah, I'm I'm just basically maintaining. Um my total is 40 pounds, but um <laughs> That's a lot of weight. Thank you. I went from 192 oh, to um 152. So Cuz you're about 5'10". Uh-huh. Mhm. Yeah. That's great cuz I'm 5'8 and 150. So I I weigh the same thing and I'm 2 inches shorter. Well, whatever. <laughs> so you're you are slim. That is great, Sharon. But, like have have people noticed? Oh, yeah. Surely. Yeah. Yeah. I I have to say this that some people think I don't know. That some of some people think that I have like an eating disorder or um or that I'm I I'm too skinny. And I'm like, you know what? It's because you've never seen me like this before in my life. You've seen me bigger. So I am not too skinny. I mean, you know, and um, I mean, I was, I weighed less than this in college and, you know, and I'll, that's what I was wondering. Yeah. What, what was your weight in college? 145? Well, I was probably like 130 in college. You I was were, probably you too skinny stick. in college. I really did try to gain yes. weight, but I had um, a lot of allergies, and so I was sick a lot, and so I didn't have my allergies tested. And then when I got my allergies tested and had allergy shots, and all of a sudden the weight started coming on because I could taste food and stuff like that. Mm. So, um, wow what if what have your allergies done through this? Do you feel like they've dissipated or ramped up? Um, or are they I don't feel the like same? there's any. I don't have any issues with anything really. Do you do allergy shots no, now? No, oh. no, that stopped a long time ago. I think I outgrew it. Kind of. Yeah, I yeah, I think we outgrow them, but sometimes I think some of that's a racket too. I'm just yeah. I, I'm just super skeptical. Um, the more I know my body, the less I need any supplement to help it work properly. I mean, yeah, for me, yeah. you know, I, my thyroid's dead because I've had autoimmune disease so long it finally kills the glands so my gland is dead mm-hmm. um so i do have to take hormone replacement but and not that i shake my finger to anybody who does i you do you i yeah. mean that's my philosophy on, on everything we kind of you take you know, care of you you know you've known me you've known me a long time know that that i don't care what anyone does yeah. I, I i guess um I just try to encourage people to make sure you're the best advocate for your own health. I agree. And that you ask, ask the questions. I I have a young client and I remember when I was 21 or 22, believing when the doctor said I need to have this test and this test and all these things. And in the very beginning, she's been my client for about nine months and she's probably lost about 30 pounds, has a little bit more to go. Sweetest thing. Um, But in the beginning, I remember because when you're overweight, you get sleep apnea oh, right. often. You have trouble. I was snoring. And it's all because of insulin resistant. Yeah, snoring and stuff like that. So she said, well, the doctor wants me to do a sleep study and all this. And she said, what do you think? And I said, well, and for anyone listening, this is not medical advice. My attorney wanted me to tell you that. <laughs> this is not medical advice. But I said, I would just give my body a rest and I would lower my insulin and see if you still have those symptoms. Well, she was young. She was 21. And she did the sleep apnea and she didn't have it. She just probably snored because she was a little insulin resistant. Mm -hmm. And now I saw her last week and she said, yeah, 
I'm just going to go with your philosophy of not having to do all the things. Cause she said, it's amazing once you lower your insulin and insulin resistance, how all those health problems she had are starting to dissipate. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I used to think, well, I had arthritis and, um, I still have it in my thumb, but I'm sure it's from the telephone texting, you know, that kind of stuff, but like in my hips and my knees and stuff like that, I don't have it anymore. I don't, excuse me. Now, have you changed your diet at all? Like, have you eliminated any food groups? Because gluten will cause or can cause arthritic symptoms. I, no, I eat all food groups. I, I mean, if anything, I do try to cut back on um, white things, you know, and not salt, but, you know, but like sugar and, and bread, but I still eat like a dessert here and there. And, and, um, but I never eat white, like rice or white bread or anything like that anymore. Yeah. So I don't know, but I just think that I also think it's the weight, the weight, not on those joints. That's also making like my knees and hips, not hurt, you know? So something that you're saying that's very encouraging that people need to hear is it may, that appetite correction may not happen at three or four weeks. It may take eight weeks, may take 10 or 12, but just to stick with it. So tell me what, window you started with in the beginning? What was your fasting and feasting window in October of 2020? Well, just like everyone, you know, I was like, oh, I don't eat breakfast. This is going to be a piece of cake. Well, what's not a piece of cake is when you realize it's not coffee that you love is what you put in your coffee. (laughs) And I was like, darn, you know, like, can't I just have a little something? And so I kind of had to wean myself back. Um, you know, like cut back on it or whatever. And, and I really didn't think it was much, but, but any drop is too much, you know, if you want to be clean fasting, but anyhow, so I started out with, um, like the 1410 didn't lose anything. Um, did the 16, eight, and that was sort of a, a good start or whatever, but a slow, maybe a half a pound to a pound a week, maybe. And, um, and that worked okay, but I wanted to see a little bit more. So then I went to the 18.6 and that was really good. Um, I, um, I, I'm, but now, or when I finally hit a point where I just do the one meal a day, like OMAD, whatever. And I really just have a four hour eating window. That's, that's what I do now for Monday through Friday, but it's so, like Jen said, like I'm a teacher, I never pack a lunch. Why? It's so easy just to go into work with my water and my black coffee and then come home and make dinner and, you know, there, so be it. So um, I I feel like if people really want to see any kind of results, you really have to do like 18.6. I've never done like you, like the I mean, I have fasted for 24 hours, but not intentionally. It just happened that way because of travel or something. But I I thought I would do the every other day thing. I, I just really have my way of life that I do the 24 and basically five days a week. And now just to maintain, I do um, two meals probably on Saturday and Sunday. Or if I have a function going on during the week, I let myself. Well, I don't say that let myself. I choose what days I want to maybe have two meals or whatever. But it's been, I mean, it's been so easy, so easy. Well, you make several points in that. One is um, an eating window 
it, the best eating window for you is the one that you choose. Mm-hmm. I no one knows. Jen also says Jen Stevens. We talk about love her. That um, there. I know it. She's coming. I want to come. I'd love for you to get, maybe by the time this airs, it'll be after. But I'd love to have you here. Um, but Jen says there's a book called The Eight Hour Diet, and she goes, "It's a great thing to do, but it, you won't lose weight." So 16 and eight, you won't see weight loss, but it's a great health yeah. start to get you in the healthy direction. Right. Um, and I also like the fact that you've thought about the every other day diet, but you're not going to do it because you know what? That's not a good fit for you. Yeah. You don't have to do it. Because I do we, like no to one eat. Gets a com- <laughs> Me too. And I like to cook. That's like you. What, but that's why I know that's why, though, people who do the every other day or alternate day fasting like it because they like to the refeed days. But other people don't like the refeed days because it's too much food. Right. So you have to just see which works for you. I've only done the longer fast maybe three or four times um, to four. I think I did 40 or 42 hours. I can't remember. I, I didn't love it. But I, it's crazy, though, in my clients who do the longer fast, and they have more weight to lose than I did, and I always wondered maybe if that was it. Um, they love it and feel energetic. They say the hunk. I have clients who do three-day fast. The hunger goes away. The first day's the hardest. But that I'm like you. You're shaking your head for people who can't see you because uh, they're listening to podcasts, not watching on YouTube. I'm the same way. I just kind of shake my head. That just doesn't sound good to me, but it just shows that we're so bio-individuals, what we, bio-individuality is what we talk about, just that we're so unique. And you found your sweet spot of 24. And the other thing you're doing very well, this is very good. You're having two meals a day on weekends. So you're mixing it up. Yeah. Your body's not in a rut. So I feel like I also on weekends, because my husband sometimes wants to eat about 1230 or one. So we'll eat something then, and then we'll eat you know, a small dinner. And so I do, do like mixing it up. I only do then the reason I do like a 24 hour fast. A lot of Mondays is because on weekends and I've given it up. I say this all the time. I swear. I sound like broken record, but I have to give up gluten because it inflames me. So I've been having gluten on weekends and other days. Mm -hmm. And so this week for sure, I was like, okay, not only a 24 hour fast, but I went and got the sit. I, I make, my own hummus is better than the restaurants. I feel like I bet, but uh, the pita bread, I can't eat the pita bread with it. So I just get the Siete chips, okay. which is a grain free trip trip. You can get it grocery store. Uh-huh. I mean, just about all grocery stores have it now, but I have to tell myself out loud, I'm not eating that pita bread. I tell the pita bread just in case it wants to know. I'm not going to eat that because it does inflame me. So that's why this week for sure. I was like, I'm not missing my 24 hour fast because I have to purge. Mm-hmm the things that have inflamed me, the gluten has kept me congested because it takes, you know, 72 hours just to get rid of that. And it takes about three weeks really for your body to get rid of everything from it before, you know, if you're gluten sensitive, Hmm. Uh, that one client was just texting me today saying, okay, I've been off dairy for three days. My psoriasis gotten worse. And I went, oh, it's going to get worse where it gets better. Really? But I I was, or I think hers is maybe egg, some, uh, maybe it wasn't psoriasis. Hmm. Uh, it was, I'm sorry. It was atopic dermatitis. And I said, just try. And she just texted me right before we got on. How long do I have to go through this? Cause I've, it, my atopic dermatitis is worse now than it was. I went, honey, you're just on day three. You're just in the beginning of the purge and you feel bad 
and then you kind of get on day five, kind of like if you get off carbs yeah, or it takes, you go through probably the it headache takes about, and the withdrawals yeah. and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. So then you didn't incorporate any low carb principles when you started. Um, yes and no. You know, I got to say, I still, and I hate this, but I still kind of in that sugar free mentality. You know, I've done it for almost more of my life than less of my life, you know? And so it's still like, um, I still want like, um, when I have like the, um, the sugar-free water, like flavored waters and, and, um, the, you know, that kind of stuff. I like, I still tend to veer towards sugar-free, but versus sugar, but, that's probably the only thing that I still kind of do, but no, I don't do low carb or, I mean, I just eat more vegetables and fruit just because of the goodness, you know, and like you, like They're what satisfying. God has created us to eat, what you said Absolutely. about eating, like you could eat a bag of Doritos or, or cookies and never feel full, but give yourself a steak, broccoli, you know, or chicken Baked and potatoes and, you could and you can't eat it all. It's so interesting that you said that. I never really that's never dawned on me, but that is so correct. Well, what you have to do then from that point is go down the rabbit hole to realize then those foods are manufactured yep. so that you don't put them yeah. down. Yeah. So what are they putting in there that's preventing your own hormone from communicating with you? I don't want yeah, it. Yeah, bad preservatives and all those words that you can't pronounce and right yeah right i don't want it then i and sugar i I can't afford it yeah yeah and sugar yeah and we all love it and it's it's delicious and it's in there it's a a lot of things and i know you are a home cook you've cooked the almost 30 years i've known you you've always yeah we both and i too so that's an easy transition for us yeah for some people sharon that's a big step for them to take and some people and that's why there's no judgment. They have to get to the point where they're satisfied with the foods in front of them. But if you eat packaged foods or drive through, or Dr. Bickman says, if you get your food, uh, if your foods come in bags with barcodes, it will circumvent your satiety Mm -hmm. signal, the leptin signal in the brain, your apostat that tells you, Oh, I don't need any more food. It circumvents it by the way they've manipulated the food. Mm. So I just soon not have that, you know, would I like a pop tart? Yeah. But, but truly, but truly, I would rather do a home cooked pop tart because I have a little more control in the ingredients and I wouldn't have all the additives in it because there is a recipe for pop tarts, right? That you could or chocolate cake or whatever thing. Yeah. I don't have to get the little Debbie's. Right. I mean, I wouldn't. But let's say someone said, Lisa, a gun's to your head. You have to eat a little Debbie's. I go, well, can I just make my own? <laughs> can I stay in the game if I just make my own? Yes. Because there is so much more nourishment and satisfaction when, as you know, when you prepare oh, foods at home. Absolutely. Love to cook. What are some of the things you've been cooking lately? I made white chili, you know, comfort mm, food. Chicken, yeah. sour cream, chicken enchiladas. That love sounds so that. good. Um, beef stroganoff. Love beef stroganoff. Those are comfort uh, foods. Oh, I'm all, in the colder months, I mean, you know, mind you, this is Florida, yep. but it is, it has been chilly the last couple of weeks, like um, in the 50s. Was it 60 degrees 50, 60. or something? Oh my goodness. I know. 
I mean, you're from Indiana. <laughs> what are you saying? I'm, there was a time that you didn't see 50 or 60 till May. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I know. And um, I, one thing I love to do, and it's my, it's like kind of my serenity or, um, but I love to take my walks. And so um, I'm lucky enough that my beach, my beach, my backyard, my beach, um, is only two blocks away from my house. And to um, walk that after work or always on the weekends, sometimes after work, but, um, and sometimes be, you know, bundled up. I have my layers, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Um, but no, it's nothing like Indiana, Chicago, um, you know, that kind of stuff that I had growing up. But, um, but the, um, the weather here, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. It's pretty decent. Well, plus another component of your weight loss too, is the fact that you do eat at home a lot. Oh yeah, I don't. And you go out. Yeah, I, I didn't think you did. And that you are getting sunlight. Sunlight is so therapeutic. It vi- High vitamin D levels mean you fight illnesses and you have a better metabolism than the person who doesn't have a vi- high vitamin D. And we know that the average now is people with their vitamin D is like in their tw- low 20s. It should be 50, 60, 70. Now, they say everything, anything over 30 is good, but it's not. It really needs to be 50 or 60 if you really want to fight infection, keep your metabolism going, help with longevity. Because, you know, vitamin D is a hormone. It's not a vitamin. It's a hormone oh, I did that not we know produce. That. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so we get it. I, I'm pointing to my outside. Sun. It's from the sun, right? Which, well, you know, uh, I like the sun you, a little too much. And now I'm seeing it big time. <laughs> no, I. it's fine. Just get some laser and remove any brown spots. The, we, I... I have stayed out of the sun because I used to hate hot weather. Now I appreciate it more because I see the value of the sun, but I also have vitiligo and you can see when I get out in the sun, cause I do tan what I have left. I take, you can see I tan easily. Right. So you can see the contrast of my vitiligo. So I used to stay out of the sun cause kids at grocery stores point and stare, <laughs> you know, older people will no, say that. I don't say care. how beautiful you are. No, 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 yes, no. It's good. You love me. Yes, I do, but you are beautiful. But, well, thank you. But my point is now I don't care. Now I just make sure that I'm getting sunlight and for everyone listening, get it in the morning as the sun comes up, look at the sun, 15 to 20 seconds, tell your body to make cortisol, get sunlight during the day. And then get it in the evening when the sun starts to set to tell your brain to make melatonin. So now I look at the sun. It's like my job. Like I have to get up, brush my teeth, make my bed, get sunlight. I love that. Do my things, get sunlight, do, you know, so and so and so. And then in the evenings, um, (laughs) I mean, you should see me. I run to the front of the house. My house faces south, mainly south. So I can see the sun coming over you know, that, as things move, but I can see that is cool. uh, rising and setting. Uh-oh. I run out there because it's my, it's part of my health. Oh yeah. I think that's so important. Um, you know, I'm a teacher. And so um, if we don't have recess, oh, I mean, it's so hard, but yes, I, um, I sit in the sun at recess because part of it, the playground is shaded and I'm always sitting in the sun for 30 minutes if I can of course, on the weekends, go to the beach. Um, and then when I walk, it's normally kind of like you, um, this, 
the last sunlight of the day, you know, like for 45 minutes. Good. So good. Love it. Um, you get home from work at what time? I work different hours, not your typical school hours, because um, the school I'm at has young kids. So it's still considered like a child care or whatever. Um, so I do the babies in the afternoon. I have my um, VBK four year olds in the morning. Um, so I really don't get home until like five, five fifteen. And you hadn't eaten all day at that point. And then I don't want to eat. I want to go for my walk and then I come home Wow! and I make dinner or, you know, I heat up whatever. Cause I'll make, I'll cook like two big things on the weekends and then like eat that during the week, you know? Okay. Let's go back to the sharing of five years ago who got up <laughs> and she had her candy coffee and you might've had breakfast <laughs> and then you had to pack a lunch for school. Oh, yeah. And then probably a snack. I would eat the snack that I give the kids, which are like goldfish, graham crackers, pretzels. Just crap. Right. Just crap. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. I have grandchildren. Yeah. So I have goldfish here yeah. for my grandchildren. But I, you know, handful uh, for so you, then, a handful for me. <laughs> that's right. Okay. With all this talk about fasting, I hope it makes some of you think, I want to try intermittent fasting. Well, I'm Lisa Fisher, your intermittent fasting coach. That's right. I started in 2017, started to get the hang of it, and realized that I had a commodity. People want to know from people who have walked the path, that's why you're listening to this episode, what's it like to fast? How do you get started? Uh, what are the do's and don'ts, ins and outs? What are some tricks to help you get that success? Guys, I can help you. I have helped hundreds of people in the past year when I started intermittent fasting coaching. I am certified as a health coach from the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, New York. This is separate, but that taught me a lot of tricks of the trade in coaching people. Plus, I love to encourage people. I love to lock arms with people and help them find success through intermittent fasting. You can go to my website to find out more or just email me for more information. Fasting at lisafishersaid.com. Because we were thinking, well, we were told to eat every few hours and we were just keeping another log on the fire. And God forbid, I mean, my stomach would rumble and I would have to, you uh, know. That was an emergency. We thought it was an emergency. Exactly. We thought it was a DEFCON 5 emergency. We need to call the government. Like that three-hour car drive. You got to have that granola bar because. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I would I would plan trips because I was told if we were leaving here and we we're going to Fayetteville, which is northwest Arkansas for right. us, two hours, two thirty, two forty-five. Well, I, I'm going to get there. I, I may have to have cheese and crackers or something. What, what, what kind of bull crap was I believing? And. <laughs> And this is what happened, though. We trained our bodies to eat every few hours. So we really did have some type of hunger, mm -hmm. but it was just an insulin dip. Our insulin was on a roller yeah. coaster. And now that you've switched over from sugar burner to fat burner, you're going through the day. Dude. Well, you're going all day without eating. And something else, um, and I know you've said, and also Jen said this, um, I don't want to eat lunch because I want to take a nap. So I've told people, totally. if you were to pick one meal of the day, make it be dinner because you are going to go to bed like two hours later or whatever. And, and I mean, so sometimes eating that snack or that lunch, whatever is not good because it just makes me sleepy. So sleepy, Sharon. If I, I regret it during the week, 
if I have, if I have a lunch at one rather than delaying my window till about two or three, maybe. And if it's of any size, I could suck my thumb and someone read me good night moon and I could go night night. (laughs) And I just read that yesterday. (laughs) Yeah. Right. I bet. Oh, I bet you read that every day. I love that. Still one of my favorites, but, but it really is, you know, and Jen has mentioned this, it's, the lion and the Serengeti who gets the kill and he goes down for a night night, (laughs) you know, the bears in hibernation do a lot of eating so they can make it through the winter Uh, and the fat stores that all mammals have. It's impressive that that's what we use for fuel if given the rest. But if we continue to give a barrage of foods of any insulin, not just foods that produce insulin, flavors that produce insulin, then you're not going to tap into those fat stores. So I guess you now see at this point, scientifically, you were insulin resistant all those years. Yeah. And that's why you had too much weight on. Oh, yeah. And you've treated your insulin resistance, which means you're now burning fat for fuel. You've tapped into your fat stores to burn for fuel and you're insulin sensitive. Makes sense. It's exactly what's happened. I, I mentioned this in every podcast, but it's the book "Why We Get Sick" by Benjamin Bickman. That's really I haven't read that, but I heard you and I wrote it down. I, I just get the Audible because I like to go on walks, mm-hmm. and because you know that's part of my job every day is make sure I'm getting that outside. Fun. And I'll do that after after the podcast. I have a, another Zoom call, but after that, I'm going to go outside and walk. And I, I, I'm probably listening. It's probably my third time to listen to the book because I, I'm so fascinated by the science and I love following his Instagram, uh, maybe at Ben Bickman, it's B-I-K-M-A-N, I think. Um, and he's a metabolic scientist. Like we don't know many people who are metabolic scientists. He has a PhD oh, yeah. in this and, and to listen uh, to that book. Um, what is it called again? Every, it's Why We Get Sick. Okay. One time I erroneously called it Why We Get Fat because <laughs> in the book he talks about most of the people are sick or fat because of insulin resistance. So even women who have endometriosis, it's probably insulin resistance. We know PCOS is insulin resistance, but polycystic ovarian syndrome because it's high androgen, high testosterone, insulin resistant. It's a hormonal issue, high blood pressure, insulin resistance. We know type two diabetes, cancer, dementia, insulin resistance. Um, In fact, I had a client the other day, who said, and I had to look it up now, it's, I'm, it piques my interest on everything. She is 65 years old. Um, she weighs, I think she said 205 and she wants to weigh about 140 and she, but 65 years old had tried every diet kind of thing. And so when I meet with people as a health coach and I say, this is not medical advice, but I do need to ask what health problems are we dealing with? Cause you know, you need to talk with your healthcare provider and, like so many women, they ripped out her gallbladder, which didn't help her pain. It's because she was making the gallstones. Why? Because she was insulin resistant. And then other thing was um, urinary incontinence that women and uh, overactive bladder, actually, oh, okay. overactive bladder, which women as we age do see that because of dip in some hormones, estrogen. You feel like you have to pee more. You just have the urgency. Hmm. And I, but hers was so serious that she gets up. Every night she's 65. Oh, she had a, oh, they ripped out her uterus at 35 because of all of her cysts. Wow. Insulin resistance. I, every element. And then the, the, 
list, huh? And then um, when she told me about the overactive bladder, I truly didn't know. And I looked it up. Does overactive bladder have a connection to insulin resistance? Yes. She gets up four times in the middle of the night, every night. Talk about no good sleep. Maybe three. I know. Which, what does that do? Makes you insulin resistant. And grumpy. <laughs> and grumpy. It totally affects your health, your mental health, your physical health. And she's in a high pressure business too, where she needs to be her best and dang delightful every day. But I'm telling you, every ailment that she presented, you could just cross-reference it. Is there, if anyone listening now, any ailment you have, I'm not making a panacea or a blanket statement that every ailment, but Dr. Bickman says in that book that 90% of the diseases we see now, modern diseases, these are not diseases our grandparents had, right? right. He said they're tied to insulin resistance. And he says in his book, because he works with Dr. Fung a lot, they do a lot of symposiums and speaking engagements. Dr. Fung, I call the, I call him the medical father of intermittent fasting. I call Jen the mother, yes, the lay person sense. authority. Mm -hmm. But doc, yes, and they're not married, I, I would say. They're mother and father, but they're not, <laughs> and they, they've never met. But uh, Dr. Bickman is by far the scientific authority because that's all he does. He's a metabolic scientist, but um with Dr. Fung, I had some brilliant thought that I was going with this, but anyway, the two of them working together, talking about anything we have and is related often to high it's insulin on. levels. Mm. Just Google your condition and go, oh, is there a connection? Yes. So Dr. Fung working with, um, as a nephrologist working with kidney patients who, what does insulin resistance do? It causes long-term organ damage, your kidneys, and I think something you really need. I think diabetic or people that have diabetes, you know, I'm like, this would help you so much. And they're like, oh, no, I couldn't go for more than a couple hours without eating. And I'm like, OK, you don't understand. <laughs> but anyway, I don't. But if they would read that's who I re some of these books, I think they would get it. You know, Dr. Fung wrote the Diabetes Code, which is a great place to start, because mm -hmm. that's why sometimes to fight this battle, we have to decide, am I using a sword, a shield, a gun? Each person you have to fight the battle with differently. Some people want scientific information. Some people love anecdotal stories. Mm. They love hearing your story or my story. Um, but I, my job is, I feel like my goal is to really educate the medical professionals that I'm in contact with. And when we do have Jen Stevens, when she comes to Arkansas, we're doing a private event just for healthcare providers. Love it. And, you know, my husband said yesterday, he goes, what doctors are going to come? And I went, women doctors will come because women doctors have either battled it or they've heard their patients say, I've gained weight and I don't know what to do. I don't know what happened. I'm eating five times a day. Men don't have the same metabolism yeah. and don't have the same struggles we have. Do they have weight troubles? Of course. But women doctors will come and listen to Jen Stevens, though she is a layperson, because she has so much scientific information. Mm -hmm. So it's in, at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, New York, um, the executive director always. Thank you. Thank you. My certification in September. Um, but Joshua Rosenthal always says it's a ripple effect. We want to tell some people about health and they need to tell people. I don't want the credit. I, don't come back to me. This isn't multi-level marketing oh. where you're in my downline. Yeah. I just want you to tell two people and those tell You're tell sharing two the people. good news. Yeah, it is. It's we're evangelists. Yeah. We're fasting that, that evangelists. Is, if it's not God, then, you know, 
what what you can do to make yourself better, feel better, uh, yes. live longer. Yes. Yes. And not just live longer, but live well. well. Right. Quality of life. Well, right. A lot of people, though, do have this longevity connection, but I don't. I don't want to live in a battered and bruised vessel that I didn't take care of because my insulin was too high because I genetically am predisposed to type two diabetes, but I'm telling you more. I read about that Sharon that I saw yesterday. The statistic said that it's really only about a 9% connection that most of our connection is based on personally what we do. It said to dementia and type two diabetes doesn't mean you're going to get it because we can reverse things by lowering our risk for type two diabetes obviously is everywhere. Yeah. You know ubiquitous. Um, but my father, grandfather, and great-grandfather were all alcoholics. So they pickled their pancreas and that in turn, again, organs that in turn made them, they were small, thin men who were drunks. I mean, that that's just mm-hmm. it. I mean, they, they would tell you. Um, and so, but I do, you know, it, it, before I did intermittent fasting, well, I didn't know what my fasting insulin was then, but now I know what it is. But my blood glucose would sometimes hit like 100, wow. 102, um, which is kind of a warning sign. But Dr. Bickman says, don't even look at blood glucose. That doesn't matter. What matters is your fasting insulin because that tells you how insulin resistant or sensitive you are. And he says, Dr. Hyman and he both say anything over five or six on fasting insulin means you're looking at insulin resistance. Anything under is where you should be. So have you, have you had blood work done recently? I did um, a year ago. And, um, and once again, it was just your normal yearly exam and the battery of tests. And um, my appointment to get the blood drawn was at like 11 in the morning. Um, Of course, I had been fasting from nine o'clock the night before. Um, had the blood drawn, um, go to the doctor to hear the results. And she said, I have a feeling that you didn't fast before this, you had your blood drawn. I said, oh, yes, I did. And then I told her, like, you know, my way of life. And she was a, anyhow, she was a, no, you, that's not a way of, that's not a healthy way of life. And I was like, okay, whatever. You really? know, I'll be going to another doctor after we, I hear how, you yeah. know, I mean, she was, yeah. Um, poo-pooing it. Wow, that's so uninformed. And at that time I had lost like, I don't know, maybe 25 pounds or something like that. And I was like, so you're saying that, you know, I went from this (laughs) to this and I'm not like helping myself, you know, anyhow, she was like, oh, you know, you just still need to eat three times a day. And I'm like, no, I don't. But no, I don't. and, And I said, but you know, you can, you can believe what you want to believe and I'll, do what's best for me. But anyhow, so my glucose or whatever level, my sugar level was not high, high, but it was higher. And I was like, that was it over a hundred. But, but like you said, I never knew that there was a fasting insulin that insulin. That's what, that's what we need to check. Well, now there is science behind the fact that uh, the Dawn effect, D-A-W-N, our pancreas releases one last bit of insulin in the mornings when we get up. And that's why sometimes that number is higher. Or if I ate something sugary before I went to bed too, didn't you say something about that? No. Okay. It it could be, Mm. it could be, but the most, the most telling science is the dawn effect. So when do people like to go and have their fasting 
glucose, not insulin, fasting glucose tested was always in the mornings because they had to go eat right, afterwards. Because there were you and I, you and I could, <laughs> right? You and I could do it at four in the afternoon. Yeah, we'd be fine. Yeah. Um, and so the dawn effect, we do dump a little bit of insulin. Then the doctor has to say, well, gosh, I may have to put you on metformin because this morning reading. And then if that happens, you can tell your doctor respectfully that please look up the dawn effect and let's see. And really what you ask your doctor is don't look at my glucose. Let's look at my fasting insulin. Because yeah. Dr. Bickman says it has a 20 year predictability on your future health. Yeah. That people who are battling their weight now or battling type 2 diabetes, if you had tested it 20 years ago, it would have, the fasting insulin was creeping up. Wow. He said, by the time you check the glucose, it's kind of too late. If it's already, if it's high, then you may have had 20, he says 10 to 20 years of warning sign that you are getting insulin resistant. Mm. So that's how you just sometimes have to respectfully argue with the authority who you have given your money and time and investment to. And there are a lot of breakups that, I'm all for the breakup in that of just saying, you know what, it. I'm so, I'm sorry that that doctor there. That's the doctor that I want to have in my home or talk to face to face because I'm convincing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm enthusiastic and I do have the science. And I'm not saying this about me to toot my horn, but I'm just saying that when you do come to somebody and go, look, I know it sounds crazy, but that's why I can say Doctor Fung, a medical doctor. Then they go, oh. And a PhD researcher from Brigham Young is the foremost scientific authority. Uh, Oh, yeah. Even Jen Stevens is an EDD. She has a doctorate in education. So, and her husband is a PhD. So those people, they live and die by research. Smart, Smart, absorbing, uh, devouring scientific information. And then they can regurgitate it. And then people go, oh. It's just, it is a battle. Of course, we're battling big pharma oh, yeah. that sells a pill for an ill. And then we're also battling food companies that tell us to read calories when no, it doesn't matter. It does not matter. Not at all. I, I also liken what we're doing to, so my husband loves cars, like, and he takes such good care of any polishes and all that. And he only puts the best gas in it. He only puts the best oil. That's how I feel like as intermittent fasters, the longer we do it, I don't put the crappy oil in anymore, the crappy gas, because I run better on what God made, right? right? What comes from nature. So animal protein, vegetables every day, and whatever, again, what grows from the ground, but doesn't come through a plant because I feel better. My vessel, my car of my body runs better on higher octane fuel. And that's what you're saying when you cook at home, that's why cooking at home is so valuable. Now, have you gotten into the whole bad seed oil thing and how bad seed oils also can corrupt your metabolism and your health? No, but I saw something that you posted and I took a picture of it so that I would incorporate more of those into my. That's the new thing that just about anybody in the health and wellness space, I'm not talking about a medical provider, Mm -hmm. I'm talking about people who their life's journey and goal is to give you information about health. Their big thing now is get rid of all the seed oils. So that's, it's just about everything. Peanut oil, sunflower oil, corn oil, sunflower oil. Those are all from, um, those are 
they're they're poisonous almost. I yeah. mean, I say poisonous to our body because of the glyphosate and other things. And so I use, and those people recommend olive oil that you of use. Of course, as olive a, oil. But what else is your oil. favorite? I use so I I Chris likes a crispy chicken. Um, I use avocado Ooh. oil because it can go to a high heat, and I just put skin on chicken. I don't bread it. And I just get the skin real crispy. Sometimes I'll roast it first and I'll have it uh, cut up uh-huh. and then I'll put it, fry it in that oil just to give it a little crunch. But avocado oil can withstand high Yum. heat. I love, I love beef tallow. If you can find what it, is that called? pork lard, beef tallow. It's the, it's like the beef version of lard. It's the fat oh. rendered from the cow. And if you can get local, you have local farmers, uh-huh. just about anyone listening probably has local farmers someplace good to know and they will get they will get it to you they're they're glad to give it to you in fact yesterday my husband said i was listening on the radio and he said you know with the supply chain he goes should we be stocking up we're not preppers you know i go to costco just for the topo chico the big bottles of topo chico um but he goes should we should we be he didn't say prep but should we be preparing in the event that the supply chain would affect our food supply and i said well chris there's nothing that we rely on the food chain, the supply chain for, because I eat as much. I go to my local farmers and they're still going to grow tomatoes and they're still going to have hens. They're still going to have hens that lay eggs, chickens, fryers that we eat. Now, if they're, I don't know how they get their feed. I don't under, I don't know. I'm not going to question. It doesn't matter. I think they're pretty much to nature and get as much local as they can. Yeah. But he went, oh, I guess you're right. I said, we don't rely That's on that. We rely away. on. Yeah. Yeah. I said, our local farmers, in fact, need us. Mm-hmm. They will really need us. And I do, just for cost-saving measures, get a cow and I'll get a quarter of a cow. And they'll, That's- you know, it's cheaper that way. You keep it in your freezer. So I have a lot of beef in my freezer. I have a lot of pork. I'm telling you, I fried those pork chops the other night for my local farmer. I'm showing right now here. That had to be a two-inch two inch pork chop is the best. Fried in, well, you don't even need any oil because it produces so much oil, but I get it really hot. This is a cooking lesson, folks. You're getting a bonus because Sharon and I are both cooks. Uh, get the oil really hot or get the iron skillet really hot. I cover it, salt, pepper, and then Italian seasoning because it'll give it kind of crunchy. And I mean, you put it in there and you flip it over and you have to cut off you can cut off the fat and even chew on it. It's good for your hair, your skin, your nails, uh, the vitamins. The I mean, there are so many benefits to the real fat. Now, you won't be able to eat a lot of it because you'd get too full. Yeah. It would, it'd be too much. But it, there's nothing like that. And eat that with some the local farmer's eggs and maybe roast some potatoes yeah, from the local yeah. farmer. You're supporting your communities. You're supporting local families. They don't put any chemicals, preservatives, additives. They're not manipulating their feed stock and you're helping your microbiome because you're eating local food. So, I mean, it, it is such a win-win for everybody, but here's the deal. Now that I'm saying this, don't get all the food from my local farmers. Y'all get all the food from yours and make sure you leave me some for mine. <laughs> I don't want to get them too popular that I call and they go, gosh, we're out Lisa. Cause you ran your mouth about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Save some for Lisa. <laughs> right. Just save some for me. So yeah, that that's a big thing I think in health. Have you noticed things like what are your non-scale victories? Cause your hair has always been beautiful, but did you, 
you may have lost some in the beginning, but do you feel like it's back to where it was? Oh. That your nails look good, your skin looks good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I mean age is in in the books. It is what it is. It is. It's in the books. Um, but um, I mean, I feel, and I can never say that word autophagy or whatever that word about autophagy. Um, yeah. I think autophagy. that is really cool, and it's, it's magical. And is true. Um, I think hair, I think once again, like my joints, um, um, that kind of stuff. Um, but clothing, I mean, I mean, that's the other thing I was, well, and sort of with what you asked me, but not really, I highly recommend to anyone that wants to see success and have it be non-scale victory is take your measurements. Um, and take the before pictures and the during pictures and, and all that kind of stuff. I mean, um, my, my total, um, inch losses Inches. is, mm-hmm. um, I just wrote it down. Tw- 21, 21 inches, 21, inches. Um, no, 21 inches in September. Um, Oh, I, a lot, a because tons of 21 well, inches. Yeah. You're wearing a bikini and um, right? you're wearing a bikini. But again, I mean, you? you know, I did, I did hips, I did thighs, I did waist, I did breasts. And then I did that kind of that when you get older, the skinniest part of your body is like right underneath like your rib cage or, you know, um, but I mean, it, it, when I would be depressed or not depressed, because once again, this is for my body health. Yeah. When maybe, yeah. like I yeah. didn't in the beginning, didn't see the numbers on the scales, I would go do my tape measurement because I would measure myself like once a month. Hello, inch loss. I mean, you know, so inches sometimes were more than pounds. And hey, that's where when you're going down a size or two or three or whatever in your pants or, um, and, and even um, these went down. Um, my, oh yeah, I'm definitely a breast, but yeah, I was for good sure. with that. Yeah, for sure. Um, what size pants do you wear now? Like a four? No, or I six? wear six. Good, a good because solid you're pretty six. thin-hipped. You know, you you're you're slim and you have pretty legs. I remember slim this because we've been friends but, for so no, long. No, my hips were not so slim at you know one point, but but most, but yeah, I carried it more in the middle. You know, I was an apple. Or whatever. Which is dangerous. But, um, yeah, yeah. It's it's visceral fat. I would like to know if you at one time had non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, NAFLD, anyone with weight gain a lot of times in midsection, um, if they were checking, they would have noticed that you had non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. And after you go through intermittent fasting, it magically disappears. Mm. Who knows? That'd be something, but it doesn't matter because you can't convince that mean old lady that old heifer anyway well, that, i just um, i mean just having a, a waist thing. i mean wearing bikinis at age i know you're wearing bikinis mm-hmm. everyone think about that she's 5'10 152 pounds and she's not in her 20s anymore no. and she's wearing bikinis. look better than i did 20 years ago isn't that great i'm so glad 
I know that because you've shown me the before and afters. They're tremendous. And Darren will even reach out, my producer, and ask you what photos to use. So you decide which ones you want to use so people can see because it's just encouraging. Because like you said, you didn't count a calorie. You didn't join a gym. You didn't eat a certain food or not eat a certain food. You just ate an ancestral way to eat. And you're back down to... Mm -hmm. And yeah, in an eating window and look at you. And love everything that went in my mouth. (laughs) I know. Me too. Me too. Totally. I want to, that's it. I want to eat good foods. Yeah. And I do. Have you cut out alcohol or anything? No, no. I mean, I really haven't cut out anything except for good, you know, as like some of that white stuff, but I've always tried to do that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, sometimes people will say, Jen said, I remember she had to give up like alcohol and sugar toward the very end of her goal setting, goal re- to reach her goal. And now I think she says she has Prosecco whenever, or dessert oh. whenever. But those are the things as we age that do, I'll do, I will notice my pants are more snug. If I have, and plus alcohol really messes up your sleep the older you get. It's just not worth it. Yeah. And it makes me so mad because I love the taste of a red wine or a crisp. Sauvignon Blanc with the New Zealand grapes, you know, real particular, but it, then I can't sleep at night. So I'm like, forget it. I'll just, well, because it, I'll just have my well food, you know? Yes. Right. I, that's part of being a cook is appreciating. Mm. In fact, I, we had cold weather here. So I uh, used red wine. Oh, I use it in my spaghetti sauce in my marinara. Yum. I have a red, a meat sauce in a just a marinara. And so I use a little red wine. So I just had some, cause I was like, Oh, I've got the bottle open. And I woke up in the middle of the night. I was congested. I was like, this is not fun. really, I guess, you know, when you're mm-hmm, the tannins in it trigger something, my, your blood sugar drops, you know, you can sleep. You think you fall asleep better, but then about an hour and a half later, doing like your eyes are wide open. Yeah. yeah. So that's part of it. Sleep again, is important. kids. Oh, sleep is one of the sleep and sunshine are the two goalposts to me of a healthy life. Love it. Sleep well and get sunlight. And that's what you're doing. Look at us. We're out of time. You've done a great job today. No, I told you. I told you you to be like talking. I know. I said it'd be like talking. We used to walk together in our neighborhood in Little Rock and go to Razorback games and do things. So we've known each other a long time, but you've done great. Thanks for listening to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast. Be sure to hit subscribe and download all the episodes and leave a review, won't you? The Lisa Fisher Said Podcast is produced by ClantonCreative.com. Mm-hmm.